you're doing you're doing more than a million a month in revenue? No, we're not. A little bit okay. under. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Daniel Melkerson. He is building Pin Me Too, which offers a SaaS platform for managing business information and online conversations of large, multi location organizations across thousands of online services, apps, and other directories. They do this to boost brand management, drive foot traffic, and increase sales. Daniel, you ready to take us to the top? Yes. All right. So when we last spoke, actually, we spoke a couple of times, but you, you communicated your your sort of last uh, round of funding was back in December of 2020, I think a 2 million Series A, correct? Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to bridge back to how you funded the business since then, if you've raised any extra capital or if you're planning to. But first, for people that missed our first episode together, who's paying for the Pin Me Two platform? Uh, our end customers. That's the question. No, I mean, obviously, Daniel, I know that. But who, who are the customers? <laughs> Who's paying for your technology? Yeah, yeah, sure. Our customers are large uh, multi-location brands. It can be anything from retailers like H&M uh, to, to car dealerships like Volvo. So, yeah. And so Volvo would use you and across 100 or so dealerships in a certain geography or, or something like that. And, and they would use you to drive traffic to those dealerships? Yes, exactly. Same thing with oh. H&M, but for their stores. Okay. And so how many customers are you working with now today? It's around 500. Okay. Around five. So you said 550 last time. Are you above 550 now? Or have you been, have you decreased a little? No, no, no. Then it's, uh, it's around 500. I think it's, if it was 556, I am not hundred percent sure. It depends on how we calculate it because we usually we don't calculate SMBs, which is which we call customers under 50 locations. But if I bring them in as well, it's over 700. So it's, it's large companies, it's around 500, but if we calculate the few SMBs we have as well, it's over 700. Okay, okay. Um, it makes sense. You obviously just split those into cohorts, but just to be clear, all 700 are paying at least a dollar per month. They're all paying customers. Yes. Yeah. Okay, very cool. So how have you, how have you been signing these folks up, right? What's your go-to-market look like in terms of growth? It's been, we're doing B2B outbound sales mostly. Of course, we have a communication and a marketing department, but they are heavily focused on helping our SDRs to book more meetings and getting more inbounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sales approach. And how, how many quota carrying reps do you have today? Uh, quota carrying, I would say 25. About 25. And are you, and what percent, I guess, of your total team do they make up? What's the total team size today? Uh, uh, of the whole company or the sales team? Whole company. 85. 85. So teach us a little bit about sales. A lot of founders are trying to scale their sales teams. You have a large chunk of your team dedicated to sales. Did you make any yeah. mistakes in your first couple of sales hires? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of them. I think that the biggest mistake, or in the beginning, you're trying to do everything. You're the, you're the startup, you're the founder, you're the sales guy. And then you hire a few salespeople that can do the same. You can imitate yourself. Doing everything in sales, you book the meetings, you 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 have the meetings, you close the deals. I would say, I'll, if 
I'm going to do this again. I'm going to make sure to, to hire sales developers or uh, to book the meetings and then uh, sales managers to, to handle the, the quota carrying parts. Uh, so what, what's the ratio now? How many SDRs per AE? Uh, it's something we, we should be better at. I would say it's one-to-one at the moment. So we have one SDR for one sales manager. We would like to see two, uh, one SDR to two sales managers, but still it's quite big deals. It's not super small deals. So the SDRs is doing quite complicated outreach and very, very, very qualitative outreaches. So maybe the ratio is good. I don't know. Maybe your data can tell me something more about that. I don't know. Well, so how many, like, take me into the life of a pin me to account executive, right? In a given week, how many demo calls are they probably doing? Uh, anything between, I would say, 12 and 5. I see. And then in a given month, what, what quota do you expect them to hit? Uh, in a given month, I, let me see. I only have it in, in, in year and it's Oh, year is so fine. Yeah, around 2 million, so 200,000. Okay, so you, so you expect them to close to about 2.4 million of new ARR each year? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a lot. Do you have reps that are hitting that quota? Yes. Wow. Okay. That's impressive. I mean, most folks, you know, uh, you know, it's a million dollar quota target. How have you been able to get your reps to perform at such a high level? I would say so it's maybe five out of the 20 is hitting that target. But what they've done is they've been here a few years between two to five, two to four years, and they built up quite a big, uh, number of leads they are working on so it's everything between you know large companies and enterprise deals so they have a few enterprise deals that they close every year and then quite a lot of smaller ones i think that's so do those aes that have been with you for many years do they get to keep the customers they signed three years ago and they count all the expansion revenue into their quota target no they leave they leave that when we leave it to the onboarding team in ces to take over and so then why do you believe it's an advantage that reps that have been with you for a longer period of time are hitting higher quota? I mean, you just said it was relationships they yeah. launched a couple years ago, they, right? They, yeah, they built up more, more relationships and some enterprise deals takes years. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So when you say de- you know, deal prices are pretty big, I mean, what's the average customer paying you per month or per year? Uh, $1,500. Per month or year? Per month. Per month. Okay, got it. So, I mean, can can I take fifteen hundred per month times seven hundred customers? You're doing about a million a month in revenue right now. That should be more. Sorry, you're doing you're doing more than a million a month in revenue. No, we're not. A little bit okay. under. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, because remember, you told me the seven hundred customer number. You said you also included your small SMBs in that, so maybe they're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why we. I'm not calculating them. So you should take that number I said times uh, uh, five hundred customers instead, and that is I close see, to I see. the truth. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. So I guess I should just ask you. So, so what are you doing monthly right now in terms of monthly recurring revenue? Uh, yeah, I know. Last year we we, we uh, the ARR was five million. And now we're doing uh, MRR, I would say 200. I don't have it in my head. Sorry. Sorry, Nathan. No, that's okay. Take take your time. I'll do this. (laughs) I mean, March is about to end, right? So you have March's data, right? Fresh on your brain. How much revenue did you do in March? Yeah, around 
50,000. 50,000 in no, total no, revenue. No, 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 no. I'm trying to do this from sick dollar and I'm. How much, well, just let's just use sick. How, how much tick did you do in March? We did uh, 12. So 4 million sick, so 400, 420, 420 we did. Yeah. So, so if you did yeah, 4 that, million. That if you did four million Swedish krona in March in terms of monthly yeah. recurring revenue, that's equivalent to about four hundred and forty thousand United States dollars. Yeah. yeah, it used to be. Now I think it's at uh, I think a U.S. dollar is like ten Swedish krona right now because the Swedish krona has been damaged quite badly by the war going on. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, got it. So you're doing about about five point two, five point three in ARR today, which is great. Um, how do you? Yeah. I mean, how do you plan to grow this year? And do you still have money left from the Series A round to invest in growth? Yeah, we have all the money left. So we did pretty much last year bootstrapped. Uh, now so just to be clear, you, you have 2 million today. We're recording this on March 30th. You've got about 2 million yeah. in the bank. Yeah. Okay. And so what do you plan to use that money on to drive growth? Uh, more more sales. And we're going to grow and build more. We, we call it hubs around Europe. Uh, we, we work very remotely, but we have hubs. We have one in Poland for the Eastern, Eastern Europe and then Portugal for Southern Europe and, uh, and moving more into UK and Germany as well now. So we're going to keep growing in Europe. And where's your next hub going to be? Um, most probably Germany. Germany. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, where, I guess, tell me about funding, right? So do you, do you plan to raise any additional capital here in the next, you know, six to 12 months? No. No additional capital needed. Do you regret? I mean, you've raised what? How much have you raised to date? Around five million US. Do you regret raising that money? No, no. I mean, you haven't really it's used a, it, right? Nah, two of them we haven't used, but the rest we used before. So mm -hmm. it's been, you know, we did a year bootstrap, and then another year we we used some money to grow faster, and then I don't know, maybe it's very Swedish to be a little bit careful sometimes. Use, you know, use the money well. No, I think it's fine. Was the last round really dilutive? No, no, it wasn't. It was only by uh, externally uh, or internal investors, and it wasn't much of a dilution for us. What was the valuation that you raised the two million at? I don't remember. I'm sorry, I don't really remember what the valuation. I'm not even know if I am allowed to say. It. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. You told me on the last interview it was 2 million on a 28 pre, so it was 30 post. Is that accurate? Yeah, it is. I already told you then. <laughs>
What do you mean you don't remember? How do you not remember that? Equity is all that matters. And that's what takes equity from you is raising rounds. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's tw- it was back in 2020 and we're focusing okay. on sales and growing the business since then. And, you know, we still have the money. So we're happy. And, you know. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. So you're able to, you basically did that round and you only had to sell about 6% of the business. So you still yeah. own, I mean, you have three co-founders too, right? Yeah, yeah. So what altogether, how much equity do you guys plus employees, like internal people still own? Uh, around 50. 50. Okay. That's actually less than I thought. So the investors own a pretty big, you must have had very dilutive early rounds of financing then. Yes. We had one round earlier that was a little bit too dilutive. Uh, was that the 2018 or 2017 round? It was the 2018 round. The, the sort of first series A, 2.3 million. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 and it wasn't because of the round. It was because of uh, things in the ownership and uh, owners from before, earlier on. So we kind of clean out the, the cap table and it was a bit of a delusion there. Oh, are you not the original owner? I am the original owner. Yes, 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 yes. It was just that the other, other owners so we won, were not wanted on board anymore. So we needed to figure ways out to do that. So if you bought back their equity, though, that should reverse dilution not add more dilution no no no. the equity was actually sold to another investor that also invested ah i see okay so their equity is still not inside the company another investor bought it and got a big chunk of the business yes uh okay and that investor you're friendly with that investor though right it's not a nasty yeah yeah yeah. absolutely The, the the head of the board is from that investor so it was really good for the company but they ended up with a little bit too much of a dilution back then. I see, I see. How have you structured your board uh, out there in Malmo? In the US, you know, there's a typical structure, but it differs depending on what country you're in. How have you structured your board? Uh, it's, 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 it's me and the CEO and uh, the two lead investors uh, and one business angel that knows a lot about the business parts, mm-hmm. the, what we do. So, so there's five total. That one business angel. Yeah. If there was a big disagreement on the board, would that business angel side with you, your CEO, and you, or the two investors? I don't know. Really, <laughs> it depends on what question. Is he? Let me ask go- it directly. Is he your friend yeah. or their friend? Who came up with the idea to put that uh, person on the board? Oh, it, it, that was my idea way back. So I okay. think it would go with us. <laughs> you probably go with you then. Okay, interesting. Very cool. Anything else that you've been frustrated with that you feel like, you know, if you were based in the US, you would have been able to do X, but you can't because you're in Malmo? It's always frustrating when you're from a small country, I think. Uh, uh, because when we started here, we thought like, okay, we're going to go for the biggest customers we can find early on you know, around us without, you know, having to go to the U.S. and outside Sweden. And large customers in Sweden are small customers in the U.S. So <laughs> I think that is one of the, that, that I, I, I don't regret it. It was still a good thing because we, you know, we're the number one in the Nordics and everything like that. But the markets are small. So you need to grow outside your borders really soon here. That's not, that's not an issue in the U.S. You know? The nice thing, though, about your motion, you have 200 SMB clients and you've got about 550 more enterprise clients, is there's a big mm. pool of customers you can upsell to. I think you have yes. pretty healthy net dollar retention numbers, right? It could be better. Uh, once again, and this is something I regret before this interview, I should have known my numbers better. <laughs> but but we we really, that is one of our key KPIs to grow that because we actually- What do you want to hit it? What do you want to hit? 150%. Do you know what you're at now? Uh, 105. 
105. Okay. Got it. And is that because churn is high or expansion is low? Expansion is low. We actually started our upsells, you know, more upsells team last year because we've been heavily focused on new, new logos and new ARR in the company so far. Tell me about the upsell team. Do they have a quota for expansion? Yeah. What's the quota? Uh, this year, it's, it's not the big 500 US dollars this year. 500,000? Yeah, 500,000. So that'd be 10% expansion on 5 million yeah. base? Yeah. And so do you, the, 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 the upsell reps, as you call them, that carry a quota, how do you assign, do you give them like a million dollar book of business and they have to grow it, you know, 50% to 1.5 million or how do you, how do you assign quota? Uh, no, what we, they are very, very focused on doing cross sales at the moment. So not, not, you know, upselling, you know, more seats or raising the price. So we have different pro- products on the platform. And new sales are very focused on, on one, the initial product, and now they sell the other products. And they have they are very open to do however they want. They focus from the largest ones and going down right now because this is new for us. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, we try we did it in the CS organization, and this is something we did really wrong. So we had like what we call the customer success success personnel that were doing upsells, which it's stupidest idea. I don't know why, why? we did it. Because they need to take care of the customers first make sure they're not churning and when they have time and have an opportunity they can do some sales now we have customer success managers and upsales sales people sales managers which mm-hmm. huge difference interesting well, we'll see how it pans out all right it sounds like an interesting yeah. strategy but in the meantime daniel let's uh, wrap up here with the famous five number one favorite book yeah i'm, I'm actually i have a book here uh, choose happiness because you need to be happy as well when you're doing this entrepreneurship thing so by Kai Pollack, a Swedish, really good writer. Now, number so two, is there, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, different one. Uh, I've been following Ben Horowitz lately because I missed him from before. <laughs> number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Pin Me 2? Uh, Pipedrive for sales and Plan Hat for the CS organization. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, six to eight. And situation: married, single, kiddos, uh, divorced, two kids. Still forty-five, or you have a birthday? I had a birthday. <laughs> He's forty-six. Yeah. Happy birthday! All right. Thank last you. last question, Daniel. Something you wish you knew when you were twenty? Uh, uh, not really. Yes, yes. Go for it. Have fun. Things will pan out. Guys, there you have it. Daniel's building Pin Me Too, which is specifically helping gas stations, retail organizations understand marketing across many specific physical locations. They've got over 700 total customers today, about 500 he categorizes enterprise. They're doing 5.2 million in terms of annual run rate now, right now, which is $440,000 in March uh, revenue when you extrapolate that out. 85 on the team today, 25 quota carrying reps, some of them hitting a $2.4 million quota, which is impressive. We'll watch them closely. He's done this pretty efficiently in terms of capital. He's raised basically 4 million bucks to grow a $5.2 million business, which is obviously great capital efficiency. So Daniel, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.